some very, very gifted artists here. We're so glad you chose to be with us this evening. We have just two more songs left. My name is Scott Kegel, and I'm the senior pastor here at the church. I'd love to just take a couple minutes to share with you a little bit about kind of our heart for Christmas. You've heard it mentioned already that our theme is light. Nice, you're paying attention. That's, that's good. I was uh, reading this story this past week that caught my attention of another church that kind of had this same idea of light being a theme, and they had kind of the whole nativity scene set up. They had kids and actors and performers and all of that, and at some point in the night, they had the plan of the whole room going completely pitch black, and they had strategically, strategically positioned a light right under the manger that would just be left on. Well, at the time when that was supposed to happen, all the lights go off, but the kid that was running the, the light board turned off all the lights so that it was completely pitch black. And for a mo couple moments of awkward silence, everybody was wondering what was to happen next. One of the wise men broke through the awkward silence and says, Hey, Billy, you switched off Jesus. Hey, Billy, you turned off Jesus. I was thinking about that, and I was like, one, that stinks. But two, I was thinking about the danger and the caution that I would propose to us this season going into this hectic run where we're on Amazon 24 hours a day, where we're going to one Christmas party, one elephant exchange thing to the next. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we can accidentally turn off Jesus. And my hope and the hope of our church and our staff and the team here is that we wouldn't miss out on the reason why we do all these things, the reason why we sing, the reason why we decorate, the reason why we eat way more than we should, the reason why we exchange gifts with family members and friends, all that good stuff is because we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. I love this passage. We actually shared from it this morning in church. I wanted to just share for a couple minutes with you. It's a beautiful picture of the reason we're together here tonight. This was John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, found in Luke 1. It says, Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. For some reason, that verse, or those two verses, actually really caught my attention this season. I think part of it was the visual demonstration there of the sunrise visiting us from on high. There's very few things in life more spectacular than a sunrise. That is obvious for any of you that have been up early enough to experience one. But this, if you think about it, there's a reason for a sunrise, you actually see it in the passage there, to give light to those who sit in darkness. If anybody's been that person that stumbles to the refrigerator to get chocolate at midnight that he talked about earlier, you recognize it's miserable when you're in darkness because you have no idea of what's happening around you. And what he's pointing to in this text is the fact that mankind unbeknownst to them, is living in darkness. That's why the sunrise needed to come. And what does it say that it's pointing out to? Who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. That's kind of a, a gloomy thought here on uh, this Christmas celebration to talk about. And a lot of people, when you're like, when you try to tell them that you're living in the shadow of death, you're like, well, thanks for that. But when I look at my life, it seems pretty good. 
Let me give you a little backdrop to that picture. If you think about it, all the way from God's initial design, in the very beginning, Adam and Eve, he created us to be in relationship with him. But he gave us this wonderful thing called free will, where we could either choose to be in relationship with him or to go our own direction, and guess what direction we went? We went our own direction and said, no thank you, basically a planet full of self-gods doing their own thing, kind of going their own direction, independent of God's plan or his parameters for our life. That's man's choice. And God allowed us to make that choice, that decision, even though it was a poor one, and we still make it here today. And a lot of times people are like, well, it doesn't seem like that decision has gone too poorly for us, but let's be reminded that we're in the shadow of death. In other words, we haven't quite arrived there yet. We're still living in some of the benefits of living on this planet, filled with God's beauty, His kindnesses to us. We're still in that era. But Scripture teaches us that independent of Jesus Christ, at the end of our days, we're headed to a Christless eternity in hell absent from God. God just honoring our choice. No, thank you. I don't want anything to do with you. But thankfully, and you're like, oh, so glad I came here on Christmas uh, to hear this message. But thankfully, you got to paint the picture of the darkness. Otherwise, the sunrise doesn't make a difference. But you see in the beginning there, because of the tender mercy of our God, because he cared about us so much, he didn't leave us in the darkness, in our blindness, he chose to enter in, in the form of a baby, live the perfect sinless life, died on a cruel Roman cross as a substitute for my sins, for your sins, our mistakes, our choice to reject him. Then rose again, as you know from Easter, rose again on the three, third day, having victory over death. But again, that whole free will thing comes into place giving us a choice what to do with that provision of his son. And really what I'd suggest is people typically respond to this offer in one of two ways on this planet. The number one way I would suggest is people choose to ignore this predicament. They say, you know what, if I can just keep busy enough, if I can distract myself enough, if I can go at 90 miles an hour without ever pausing and thinking about eternity and about big real life issues like this, maybe by ignoring it, it's going to go away. Do you think that's a good solution? I would suggest not. Another one that I see that's pretty common is people work on building their own resume. Let me explain what I mean. In other words, they do all of the things that they think they can, their good behavior, their nice deeds, trying to accumulate a list that someday they plan to stand before Almighty God with that list. But think about that for a second. Play the role of God for a moment. If your God and one of your creation chose their entire life to reject you, to have nothing to do with you, to reject your leadership, to reject your parameters for their, their life, and then to reject the death of your son, and then they're going to stand before you and pull out their resume? How do you think that's going to go? How do you think that plan's going to turn out? I would suggest not very well. Tonight, and the reason why we get together to celebrate Christ's birth is because there's a third alternative. And here's the alternative. Bend 
a knee. Submit. Say, I accept what Jesus Christ did on the cross where he took my place. He paid the penalty for my mistakes. That's why we get together to celebrate this evening. That's the big deal that we're still singing about 2,000 plus years later. That's why we gather. And really, my hope for each one of you is that you would wrestle through that that you'd spend enough time in silence this Christmas to reflect on that decision. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to say no thank you? Are you going to ignore it? Are you going to keep building your resume? Or are you going to embrace what Jesus Christ did for us? My hope is that you'd make that choice. My hope is in this next song as we're singing A Silent Night that you'd have just a few moments to reflect on that decision and you wouldn't move past it forgetting the sunrise that you've seen tonight. I'll end with this story. My uh, friend who's also a pastor was telling about his daughter who's about six years old, cute little blonde girl, and a dinner party that they had at their house. And at this dinner party, they had different snacks set up around the house. One of the, the bowls that they had had those multi-color green and red peanut M&Ms. Anybody else have issues with those? And, uh, and, and so this, this little girl loved these things. And so the gentleman that was there visiting said, got an important phone call, said, sir, do you mind if I just step into the room here and take this call? And he's like, oh, no, go ahead. The man steps into the bedroom. He looks, and over in the corner of the room is this cute little blonde-haired girl with the bowl of peanut M&Ms, double-fisting them as fast as she possibly can. She looks up at the guy, and listen to what she says. She goes, Mr., turn around here and forget what you saw. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was awesome, and I was, I was thinking about that as it relates to this. In Christmas, it's so easy to turn around and forget what you saw to turn around and forget that you saw the sunrise that was your rescue plan. That was your rescue plan. Don't forget what you saw here. Let me pray as the worship team comes up. God, thank you so much for this chance to be there together tonight and celebrate your birth. That is the one hope to bring us out of darkness. I thank you for the simplicity of the gospel message that we at any point in our life can cry out to you and say, God, I've blown it. I've fallen short of your perfect standard. I've rejected you, even unknowingly. But now, God, I want to embrace Jesus Christ. I want to accept what he did for me on the cross this Christmas, 2016. I pray that folks here would have the boldness and the humility to do that, to bend a knee before you this Christmas. Pray this in the strong name of Jesus Christ. Amen.